0: Starting Evan Prater is not only paramount for the present, it's also paramount for the future. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lock Dom Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lock Dom Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on Lock Dom Bearcats former sports director of Bearcats Media, where I was a play-by-play announcer, and weekly radio show host for Bearcats football and men's basketball. So the time is now. The Bearcats have to start Evan Prater on Friday, right? Not only to play for a championship this year, but also to see who you have in your most prized asset. The move to the Big 12 is imminent. So how do you want to go into the Big 12? We are in championship mode right now. This week is a championship week. Win, you survive in advance. You play another game. Lose, you're done. So, I look at this as you have to give your team, if you're Luke Fickle and this coaching staff, the best chance to win on Friday. Right now, that's Evan Prater. Ten and a half games is enough of a sample size to know that ben bryan is not it we saw and we've known this all season that evan prater has potential and has not and has now shown it on the field and you can generate a whole lot of excitement these next two weeks and heading into the big 12 if you start evan prater and i really don't understand why you wouldn't i'd start him regardless if ben bryan's healthy or not because you have seen what prater can do to the offense i mean Ben Bryant, when he is the quarterback, it's the same thing. Drop back, straight back. When he um hands off to Corey Kiner and Charles McClellan's just to, you know, take the snap, hand it off. There's no movement. There's no um there's no like wrinkles to the offense. Evan Prater takes the snap. You don't know if he's gonna hand it off. You don't know if it's gonna be an RPO, you don't know if he's gonna immediately roll out to the right or roll out to the left. You don't know. You don't know. But what you do know is Evan Prater adds a lot more to this offense than Ben Bryant does. And I think about great teams who have made moves like this. Like the Bearcats are in a unique position because they're 9-2, which is really only, if we're comparing this team to 2019, one game, they've only lost one more game than that year. They are only, they've only lost two more games than last year when they were 11-0. And that's with losing nine players to the NFL draft, and that's with um, that's with a very limited quarterback, a running game that has been, you know, for the most part, struggling this month. And at times has given up a lot of yards, and yet somehow this team has found ways to be nine and two, and be in position to not only play for a third straight conference championship, play in their fourth straight. I think we forget about that. Would host their third straight conference championship game and leave a legacy as the most successful team in American history, right? I think now it's coming into focus, and we're going to talk about this in segment two, but the Bearcats have an opportunity these next two weeks to really leave their mark on the conference. You know, in a year where they have been, um, in a year where they have been maybe not the best team all season, now they have an opportunity to do so. And let me tell you, it is still, it is going to be, um, really, really something if this team can find a way to win a conference championship, being eleven and two, given all the struggles and adversity this team faced. But think about great teams for a minute. Like think about teams who have made quarterback changes when they're good. You know, I think about Brady over Bledsoe in two thousand one. And look what that did for the Patriots for the next 20 years. Look at when the Chiefs traded Alex Smith to Washington and went with Patrick Mahomes. That was franchise changing. And then think about Lamar Jackson over Joe Flacco. That was more of in a struggling time, but still in a very um, still in a very um good time for the Ravens. They were in the playoffs and John Harbaugh stuck with Lamar Jackson in that playoff game. That was huge. And he's won an MVP in a playoff game, and so he's done so many things since then. Just like 2019, when Luke Fickle gave the Bearcats the best chance to win by starting Ben Bryant in that regular season finale at Memphis, the same applies when starting Evan Prater here. And I remembered that game. I remember saying to myself, Ben Bryant has to start this game. Desmond Ritter was physically not going to be able to give the Bearcats a chance in that game. If you start Ben Bryant on Friday, the Bearcats are going to physically have no chance to win the game. Right? You put a limited, quarterback, a limited athletic quarterback behind an offensive line that has been very, very shaky all season. That's not going to give you a chance to win. Evan Prater will give you a chance to win the game. Because he's going to be able to make plays you know, off script. He's going to be able to mask deficiencies behind a bad offensive line. I really believe that. And to me, what it comes down to is, is this, you know, to me, it's give your team the best chance to win. Right now, that is starting Evan Prater because he's healthier and he brings more to this offense, right? The offense looks better with him in the game The running game can continue to improve. 131 yards on Saturday. Very promising. Um, The defense won't have much tape to study if Evan Prater, too. Like that's a huge thing here, right? Remember when the the Ravens switched to Lamar Jackson? The Bengals played him that week? The Bengals defense didn't have a clue what to do because there wasn't enough tape on him. All they could do was look at college. But that was a much different scheme than what the Ravens ran, right? The low, I mean, Lamar Jackson was a, you know, Louisville's offense was different than the Ravens. So you didn't know what to expect. If you start Ben Bryant, here's what's going to happen. Tulane's going to say, okay, we're going to pressure off the edge. Bryant's not going to be able to run because he can when he's healthy and he's hurt. So the tape is easy to study and will make it very, very predictable. We are in championship mode starting today. The Bearcats, excuse me, are and should be. Why not give your team the best chance to win? Why would you start a physically compromised quarterback who already has his limitations? Why would you not go all in? Remember 2019, Bearcats made a change. I'm sure some of you want to Brian Bryant to start that regular season finale. Now you want Prater to start. This would be his first start, like Bryant's first start in 2019. The moment is not going to be too big for Evan Prater. Think about this, the narrative, right? Final regular season, home game, hometown hero, as we like to say in Cincinnati, starting a regular season game, hometown hero, right? So I think when we look at it from that way, when we look at it from um, that, that makes you really want him to start this game. It's different this time around than 2019 because you're playing at home. You're controlling your own destiny for that New Year's Six Bowl, right? When the Bearcats played Memphis in 2019, Memphis was already the best team in the conference. The Bearcats were chasing them and chasing the championship. Now, the Bearcats have won two straight championships. They're still the, the cream of the crop in the conference, and they now are in control of their own destiny to host and win a conference championship in a New Year's Six Bowl. So to me, it's I think it's a very simple decision. Your quarterback starting your starting quarterback all season is not healthy. And your backup quarterback is very, very capable. Of winning this game. I truly, truly believe that. Coming up, the potential opponents. Cincinnati could play in the championship game. And the team I would most want them to face. I'll explain after I tell you how this episode of Locked Bearcats is brought to you by Upside. Upside offsets inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. I use Upside everywhere. Gas. Grocery store dining now with all my cash back. Oh my gosh, I can buy merchandise from Cincy shirts from Locked On. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. Um, I've had to make many changes. I don't drive everywhere now. I dine out less. I don't buy as much from the grocery store. Whether um we can all agree there's nothing fun about less, but that's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with Upside. I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. If I didn't have Upside, I would have had to make significant cuts back. I couldn't buy tickets to you know, Bearcats games or Bengals games, but now I can because I earn cash back on Essentials. To get started, it's so easy. Download the free Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED. To get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Are you looking to make a move? Well, take the guesswork out of the home buying process and hire a professional real estate team with a track record of success. Debbie Reckstein Frank is a realtor with Cobalt Banker Heritage, and Steve Maloney is a lender with First Community Mortgage. Together, they will be there to help you every step of the way. Debbie and Steve are both longtime. Miami Valley residents who have helped hundreds of people just like you find the home of their dreams. Call Debbie right now at 937-672-3942. That's 937-672-3942, or visit teamweck.com. All right, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you're you get your podcast. All right. So the Bearcats, we know if they win on Friday, they will play for, they will host the championship game, which if they do, I will be at that game. First game all season, I'll be at. Looking forward to that if they win. Um, so who could the Bearcats play in the championship game? They could play multiple different teams. And the way it works is it's the highest ranked team that goes if it's a tie. Okay um, UCF, let's talk about them, getting them at home in December, that would be monumentally advantageous, say that five times fast, second time around, it always favors the team who didn't win the first time around, right, I think the Bearcats could have a very big day against UCF, if they play them again, um, The Bearcats are going to have to keep up in this game, and starting Evan Prater would allow them to do just that. UCF doesn't know about Evan Prater a whole lot. They know Ben Bryant. If they sense Ben Bryant's going to start, yeah, their game plan is going to be simple. Pressure off the edge, load the box, boom. They got it. Um, Run the ball in the cold. If the Bearcats can do that, they can keep up with Central Florida. I think the bigger key, though, for me, if that were the case, if they play UCF you'd have to slow down their running game. You'd have to, because that's what allowed them to be so successful the first time around. Houston, haven't seen them yet this year, but Luke Fickle has had success against them 3-0, and and everyone has been by at least 15 points, including last year's championship game, right? Dana Holgerson's done a great job with that program. I mean, they just beat a very good ECU team on the road by 39. So the challenge would be um, definitely significant, especially when you consider their... Uh, quarterbacks, a fourth year veteran Clayton tune their corners uh, against Nathaniel, the Bearcats corners rather against Nathaniel Dell. That be the key matchup. Nathaniel Dell is a wide receiver for Houston. He's really good. Um, could the Bearcats inexperienced secondary rise to the occasion in that game? Then you've got Tulane. The Bearcats would have just played them. Another warm weather team coming to Cincinnati in December. I would take my chances on that. And, I would also take my chances on this. So again, we compare this season to 2019. Um, remember, the Bearcats played Memphis in the championship game after the week that they played him in the regular season finale. So to me, what it comes down to would be, can um, Cincinnati beat them two times in a row? I think they could but i would also fear that it's hard to beat a team two weeks in a row that's why i i I feel like the bearcats had a chance against memphis in that championship game because they just played them you make you know you know the adjustments you need to make but it's hard to beat the same team two weeks in a row and i'm trying to think in college football and in the nfl how many times that's happened i know the browns beat the steelers twice in the end of 2020 I know the um, Cowboys beat the Eagles twice at the end of 27, uh, 20, 2009. Same with the Cardinals and Cowboys, Jets, Bengals. We all know about that. But I just don't like the dynamic of playing two games in a row against the same team. Something about that I just don't like. Two weeks in a row. And that's with having an extra day to prepare. So if I'm the Bearcats, and this is who I want to play. I want to play UCF. And I know a lot of you are going to say, oh, come on, UCF's the most difficult team to play of these three. Is that really true? UCF did beat Cincinnati the last time they played. But UCF also made a lot of mistakes. And they've also lost some games this year that are questionable. They lost by 21 to ECU. They just lost at home to Navy. And they lost to Louisville. Like UCF has some questionable losses this year. The Bearcats' losses aren't bad. Like, losing at Arkansas, I mean, you can say what you want about Arkansas and, you know, what they've done since then, underachieved. At the time, they lost by seven on the road to an SEC team. I'm not going to hold that against them. And um, against UCF on the road. That's not a bad loss. You got outplayed, and you still had a chance to win the game at the end. It's not like the unit that struggled the most, or at least what you remember the most, lost you the game. It was your defense. So, to me, right – Playing UCF, getting a second shot at them, getting them at home in December. They, I mean, the last time, the last two times they've come to Cincinnati, that has not been kind to them. And here's the thing about that, right? Right now, the Bearcats and UCF have two conference championships since the Americans started the championship game in 2015. I know the Bearcats won it in 2014. We can count that. But that was a three way tie. Undisputed championships, UCF two, Bearcats two, right? So that game would be for who wins the third, and both teams are leaving the Big 12. So you want to go into the Big 12, knowing that after all UCF accomplished in those years, and they wanted to claim they were the national champions, and blah, 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 you have an opportunity to really be the undisputed best team in American history. When you see UCF and Houston leave, UC can be the best team in history. In the conference with three championships and how great because because remember after that game i said it suddenly didn't feel like the bearcats were at the top of um the conference anymore top of the group of five they lost their perch you can get it back against ucf because ucf still in some some eyes might be the best team in this conference But I would take my chances against them in this weather in Cincinnati. I think it's going to be about 40 degrees. When that sun goes down, it gets cold. Let me tell you. I remember ECU 2020. I went for a run before the game. It was about 50 degrees. It got down to 30 that night. And let me tell you, being outside at Nipper Stadium at night, it gets cold. I mean, it is cold. So get a team from Orlando up to Cincinnati in December. I will take my chances. Big time on that. And I want to play UCF for that reason. How do you as a fan not get up for that game? How can you as a fan, like, yeah, Houston, you might have a better chance against them or Tulane. But Central Florida, that's going to be, that's a rivalry now and it's a rivalry heading into the Big 12. The rematch at Nippert Stadium, it's not often you get that in the same year. I would love to see that. Get up for a game like that. We can talk about it all next week, and we can just, just really, just hammer that at home. Of you, I mean, that's a legacy game, because you can hold that over UCF's heads when you're in the Big Twelve. I think UCF could hold it over UC's heads more if they come in the Nippert Stadium and win. But if you beat UCF, undisputedly, you'd be the best team in the conference. In, in the history of the conference, which has been around for 10 years now, UCF has, UCF has three championships as well. So, okay, if you want to take it that way, Bearcats could win four over three. Yeah, there you go. All right. Coming up, a first look at Tulane. And are they the best team UC has played all year? I'll explain after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source. For sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline, where the game starts. All right, so Tulane, I mean, this is not going to be an easy challenge. Like, this is going to be a very, very difficult game for Cincinnati because they're a dual threat team and they've already struggled with dual threat teams before. I mean, heck, they struggle with South Florida. Tulane does not give up a lot of points. Um, They give up, I believe, should have had the stats pulled up in front of me before we started. Tulane scores, they average over 35 points a game. And defensively, and this is something Chris Venini profiled in The Athletic a few weeks ago, um, Chris Vanini highlighted that Tulane's defense has been what's driving this team. They only allow 19 and a half points per game, 19 and a half. And for a Bearcats team that has struggled to score lately, they haven't scored above 30 points since Tulsa. They might have, to, I mean, if this game becomes a shoot, you do question if the Bearcats can keep up. Tulane likes to jump on you early. You look at the box score. They are outscoring opponents 130 in the first quarter. 97 to 48 in the third quarter. But it's just that if they get out to an early lead, like they did against SMU last week, 21 to nothing. And that's a good SMU team, the Bearcat uh, Tulane faced. Like they get out to an early lead. Good luck coming back on them. The only team that's been able to do it this year is Southern Miss. But like they got out to a 35, nothing lead against Memphis. And like I said, last Thursday, 21, nothing against SMU. And those are good teams, right? Cincinnati is going to have to weather the storm early. Like the first the, the game script is gonna matter. If you can find a way to thwart their running game, two lanes, you're gonna be in a great position to win the game. Michael Pratt, their quarterback, very efficient. Um, he will distribute the ball. Two lanes receiving core is interesting, it very much reminds me of the Bearcats in 2019. Because their leading receiver, in terms of receptions, have has 27. There's three with 27. Jaquan Jackson, who's also their punt returner, Deuce Watts, and Shea Wyatt. They're all really good. Um, Jackson's at 433. Watts is at 410. Wyatt's at 520 receiving yards. Watts has six touchdowns. Wyatt, five. Jackson, two. James, four. So, to me, there is a very, very... Um, um, so they do. They 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 will spread the ball around. And Michael Pratt's also very efficient. He averages 221.9 yards a game, 20 touchdowns, just four picks, completing 65.4% of his passes, efficiency rating 157.3. He's had a really good season. And this two-lane team is tough. I mean, they've been through a lot of losing seasons. Um, just last year they were two and ten. Now they're nine and two with a chance to play for a conference championship. I I think they. Um, could be ranked when the playoff rankings come out tonight. The Bearcats should move up maybe a little bit, but this game is going to have a lot riding on it nationally televised. A two lane team that's going to come in hungry, and a two lane team that knows they can beat Cincinnati. Um, red zone, two lane is very, very good in the red zone. We look at um, they are 48 to 55 offensively, 39 touchdowns. Uh, defensively in 29 trips to the red zone, they've only allowed 15 touchdowns. They give up, they've given up 24 scores, but they're very stingy about not giving up touchdowns. So very, very good in the red zone, both offensively and defensively. Speaking of defensively, um, they've got some dudes and they've got a lot of numbers put up on the defensive side. Let's start with Dorian Williams. Number two, 93 total tackles on the year, six and a half for loss, four sacks, interceptions, six pass breakups, three quarterback hits two forced fumbles. Nick Anderson, five and a half tackles for loss, sack and a half um, on the season, three pass breakups, three quarterback hits, two forced fumbles. Um, Larry Brooks has 68 tackles, Macon Clark has 55 tackles and seven tackles for loss. That leads the team. Sack leaders, Darius Hodges has four, Dorian Williams has four. So just a tremendous um, spreading of stats amongst, and by the way, Jarius Monroe also has six pass breakups. So Lance Robinson has five. So to me, it's very, very, um, to me, they have a lot of guys on defense who can step up this season. Um, in terms of what they're allowing, in terms of numbers, I mentioned only just 19.5 points per game. That's also 147.3 rushing yards and 189.5 passing yards, just 336.7 yards per game. This is how they're winning games. They're keeping opponents low on the scoreboard. The only team that they really struggled with was UCF, and they gave up 38. Um, But this team is good for a reason. They have some big wins this year at Kansas State. Um, They beat SMU handily. They beat Memphis, although Memphis came back in the second half, but they had a 35-0 lead at one point. So very, very good two-lane team that the Bearcats are going to be facing. Um, But here's the thing. They've played seven home games this year, which I find weird. Um, they haven't played in front of a, in front of this kind of crowd on the road yet. Advantage Cincinnati, big time. Yes, they won 55 24 last week. Or 59 24, excuse me. But they were 0 for seven on third down. 0 for seven. They were outgained thirty one to twenty in first downs, and they were outgained in total yards. So what's gonna happen if Tulane doesn't score early? And I know the Bearcats' defense is going to be fired up. The Bearcats in this game should use a disrespect card. Right? Tulane's the darling. The Bearcats are struggling. If Cincinnati can play that card, if Cincinnati can play that card, they're going to come out. They're going to be firing on defense. If Ivan Pace gets in the backfield early, or Jabari Taylor, Jawan Briggs, Deshaun Pace, if they get in that backfield early, and they disrupt Tulane's running game, and they force him to. And they force Michael Pratt to win the game by himself. I will take my chances, and I. I it wouldn't shock me if Tulane was pretty taken aback early. They have not played in a road environment like this. This is a nationally televised game in Cincinnati, Nippert Stadium. Thirty-two straight home wins for the Bearcats. That's a big ask for a Tulane team that has not been this good since 1998. If the Bearcats can take away their running game early, this is going to be a long afternoon for Tulane. Again, I respect Tulane. I think they're really good. But I think Cincinnati can have the upper end in this game. Tomorrow's show, we'll do a film review of how the Bearcats offense looked when Ben Bryan was in the game compared to when Evan Prater was in the game. Thursday and Friday of this week, um, Russ Heldman, Maddie Hudak, still working on when they're going to be on the show, but we'll have a game preview of Tulane for you right here on Lockdown Bearcats. If you, For more, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, Alex Frank, underscore. Or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast and the games that matter the most. The biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Lockdown can provide Lockdown Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day. Bearcats in Tulane on Friday. Film review tomorrow from the Bearcats. Win over Temple on Saturday. Hope you have a great rest of your day. If you're traveling, travel safe and have a great time with your family this week. And give thanks to what you're thankful for. I certainly will do that myself. For Lockdown Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll be back tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats.